it's a holiday time, boys. I'm not going to lie to you. Got to see some family, got to hang out, COVID and everything aside. But I don't want to lie to you guys. We've taken some time off. But I'm not, honestly, at the end of the day, all I've done is fucking eat, drink, have my feet at a fucking horizontal position and done just about fucking zip. Hopefully my coaches aren't listening, but I don't think I got fatter, but I somehow got lazier. What did you boys think of your holidays? Because all I've done is eating and drinking. Is this pretty much the same thing on your guys' end? Yep, that's pretty much almost almost identical to what I've done. Watched a lot of sports, had a lot of bad takes that I've I've bottled up, and I'm I'm ready to let them loose in 2022, baby. Let's go. Yeah, there's been a lot of food at the Westman house. You know, a lot of sports on. I think that NFL schedule last week. I think there's 10 games in 12 days or something. That was amazing. I wish there's more of that. Absolutely. And you know what? On speaking about the NFL, it's fucking December 30th, Thursday, and there's no Thursday night football. So whoever did this to us, go fuck yourself. Well, it's true because now at least we can all get together. There's no football. We have to prioritize over the podcast because we're back, obviously. But uh, I'm a little worried about myself. But at the end of the day, there's, you know, there's this nice uh, tweet I saw where somebody said that, the last week of December was created just so that when you lose weight the first week of January for New Year's resolutions, that the significant weight loss is more noticeable than it would be any time of the year. So obviously I, I saw that tweet and I saw, you know what, my, I told my body, I'm like, we're going to have to put in some work here with the fucking leftovers from Chinese food Christmas Day. We're going to have to go after the fucking turkey, potatoes, uh, and we're going to have to do some serious work on the alcoholic drinking because my body needs to be so out of shape that when it's time to get in shape that you can see results right away. So at least I got that for me this year. That's, that's my new year's resolution is to eat as much now more there with you. Got to put them on before you can take them off. That's how these things work. Absolutely. Well, it's that time of year, folks. We have the NCAA college football playoff. We have lots of bowl games. I believe there's 40 plus games this year. I've seen some people talking about that's too many bowl games. I don't know about you guys, but there's nothing better than a little December 27th, a little 11 a.m. bowl game that teams you've never watched all year, but for some reason they're on your television in a time that usually has no sports on, but it does because it's the holidays. But now we get into a time where there's college football semifinals. We have number four, Overall, Cincinnati going into number one, Alabama in the Cotton Bowl. Westman, I'm going to throw it to you. You got the stats. What's the spread? What's the over-under? Give it to me. So the stats are that it is in Dallas, Texas, in Jerry World. The Alabama Crimson Tide is minus 13 and a half. And the over-under is, let's look it up. I believe it is 57 even right now. God, that's a lot of points. I'm going to throw it to you. You've probably got a lot of different things on your mind about this game. You being a little bit of a college football guy, not really. What's what's the first thing that stands out to you with Cincinnati, Alabama, and the bowl? Go. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's the sticker shock. Alabama is just a more complete team. They have way more money. It's just a pristine college football school. And you got to go up against little guys. you got a little David and Goliath action here. And Cincinnati. And Cincinnati got snubbed last year from the college playoffs. It's it's unfortunate, but you know, it's, it's looking like it's going to be a big football weekend this, in, this weekend in Cincinnati is as a, as a, the resident Bengals fan and probably one of the only idiots that are Bengals fans north of north of the 49th parallel, you know, Cincinnati wins on wins on uh, Friday and then Bengals take, take down the chiefs on Sunday. You know, it's going to be a big weekend in Cincinnati for football, but you know, the one thing that's kind of jumping out to me here is that 
it's a huge spread, but it's also a huge total. So that means that whoever's making these lines, Vegas thinks that Cincinnati can still probably put up a fair, they put up their fair share of points, but Alabama's just going to put up more. So that seems a little risky to me. I'm almost tempted to take the plus 13 and a half for the Bearcats because it's what happens if Alabama falls apart in a hurry. If, if Vegas is still anticipating Cincinnati taking a lot of points their way, then what's, what's to say that this is a walk in the park for Alabama? Yeah, like for me, obviously, uh, you know, it'd be a fun stat to look up what the uh, public money is on in terms of Cincinnati, Alabama. You got to know that there's people sitting down at home. It's New Year's Eve. They're getting fucking ready. They're getting their hair done for a little New Year's Eve party or whatever sort of COVID equivalent they got going on. And they're, you know, maybe their kids watching a little football. They're like, ooh, I like the number four because they're underdogs. Everybody loves the underdogs. Maybe I'll, you know, cheer for Cincinnati. Most of us know that Alabama's going to win. It's whether it's how much. But it'd be nice to see what the uh, public money is on in terms of that. Now, I think in terms of my gambling, I'm not a big college football guy. We're going to bring on our college football analyst takes here, Mr. Scotty Big Screen Gillespie on later on when we're done talking both games. And we're going to give, uh, he's going to provide us what his takes were uh, via text. But I think in terms of my sports gambling brain, uh, that the easiest bet in the entire world, I think, is Cincinnati plus seven first half. Uh, I think that there's a, if this game is fucking 21 to nothing after the first half, then the college football gods just shit on everybody during a COVID year and they gave us nothing to cheer about. I think this game has to be close up until the very end when Alabama runs away with it in the third quarter. So I think Cincinnati plus seven, it's even money. It's plus a hundred, you know, double your money, whatever bet you take on there. I think that's the way to go. You know, hopefully it's a close after first half. Yep. I like that logic. And I'm looking at this plus 425 money line on Cincy to win. And, you know, I'm looking at that thing the same way Urban Meyer is looking at a fresh 19 year old girl in this college bar. Absolutely. Well, I've heard rumors too, that, uh, you know, maybe Nick Saban or uh, Luke Fickle of these two teams respectively, maybe uh, they're the ones in line for the next Jacksonville Jaguars job. Uh, maybe I, don't know. I have seen some Luke Fickle rumblings. Yeah. Here. So let's, let's talk about that real quick. Cause obviously we're not college football experts. Uh, you know, let's move it into a little bit of Jacksonville Jaguars. They got a head coaching vacancy. No, I can see the Jaguars being, you know, the fucking trouble franchise they are going after another college football coach. Uh, there's a lot out there. So boys, let's uh, rattle off a few that we think would be fun, entertaining storylines going into a spring, uh, a training camp that the Jaguars could be like, you know what? Maybe Dabo Sweeney is the next guy to replace Urban Meyer. And I think he's the one to do it. We got it wrong with Urban, but Dabo's next guy. What do you guys think a couple names would be would be a lot of fun to see in the NFL. You know, I'll go first. I will say that the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's almost inevitable that they fire their head coach. We got the return of Harbaugh. We got Harbaugh squared in the AFC North next year. That would be a good one. Westy, you got any in the top of your brain? I know you're not a college football guy. Is there any names that stick out to you? One coach that I know in the college football, I don't watch a lot of college football, but it's Mike Lynch. Imagine him from Mississippi State going to Jacksonville. That you know what? That is just an old grizzled guy that just he looks he looks NFL. He doesn't look college. He's, he looks too old. You know, college football guys they're young, they're innovative, they're changing the game. NFL, it looks like they're like you know what? They got about five years of life left. Four of them are going to be on the NFL sideline. That's a good pick. I like Mike Leach. He just looks like you know if he takes over a Jaguars team that's going to go th- you know th- uh, what would it be three and four three and. 14 uh you know what he looks like a guy that could just be like you know what he's gonna wear that all over his face he's gonna wear that an entire season that'd be a good pick so we got mike leach 
We got a little uh, hardball AFC North. We got Dabo Sweeney. Uh, if any of you listeners out there have any suggestions, send them to us. We'll be, feel free to share them on our social media at Big Screen Sports on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. On Twitter, it's at Big Screen Sport with no S. Okay, Cincinnati, Alabama. Done. Anything else about that game, boys? All I have to say about that one, ugly color game. Uh, not a big visually appealing game, but I'm sure, uh, you know, the next game will be great. Anything else from that game? Roll, Bearcats. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, Wesley, I look forward to you tweeting that after Cincinnati allows Alabama to just score a field goal in the first opening drive. Can't wait for that hashtag roll Bearcats. Let's get that thing trending. Okay, next game we got is Georgia-Michigan. Georgia number two, Michigan number three. Westy, our prevailing gambling insider, spreading over and under. Give it to us. Uh, Georgia is a minus seven and a half favorite. Um, it is in Miami, and the over-under is currently at 45 even. So is it at Hard Rock Stadium, I, I presume? It is at Hard Rock Stadium. Ooh, a little humid there. A little humidity. Is Georgia, Michigan a humidity team? Brisson, any other things you got from this game that stick out to you? Fuck. Uh, I don't know. I really don't. I think that – I think I have no idea what's about to happen. It looks like we're on a crash course with Georgia and Alabama in the college football playoff final. But, you know, that plus 240 for Michigan isn't looking too bad. They played bully ball all year from what I saw, at least the little football I watched, that they run the ball well and they take care of the football. So I'm – that plus 240 is also looking good. So you're going to be the money line underdog guy. And you know what? I'm going to stick with my uh, my prediction from the first game. I'm going to go with the Michigan plus four at uh, after the first half. Uh, I just want to see two games tied at half. You know, I just want to be able to go upstairs uh, from my parents' basement, have some nachos, have some pinty uh, wings, and just fucking pick out like I have all fucking year because it's the last thing I'm going to be able to pick out. So it's going to be bottled beer. It's going to be the works. It's going to be like, holy fuck, your body's going to be shitting up bricks New Year's Day. It's going to be worth it. But you know what's going to make it more worth it are two games that are tied at half. I think that's just good football. Going into it being like, holy fuck, is Cincinnati going to fucking do it? Oh, my God, is Michigan going to upset Georgia? I think that's what you got to root for. So I'm going first half. We got Brisson going uh, underdog money lines, which I love the aggressiveness. Westman, before you get into this game particularly, uh, do you have any picks from the first game and or this game? You know, I'm going to roll with Cincinnati. I know they've been they've been one of those underdog cities all year. They're 13 and 0. You just can't bet against a 13 0 team, even though you're playing against Nick Saban, the greatest coach in NCAA. You got to take Cincinnati money line. Responsibly, responsibly take Cincinnati money line. <laughs> responsibly, don't put your mortgage on it. Yeah, so when I brought when I brought up the fact that the you know I would be curious to see what form of public would be voting with Cincinnati. Uh, so far in this podcasting room, sixty six point seven percent of the uh, podcast room, is, the public money is on the Cincinnati spread. So I love that, which means obviously you have to hammer Alabama because we are fucking dimwits when it comes to gambling, and we just bet the fun storyline. So. Uh, if you're listening out there, you actually want to throw some money on the game. Do not bet Cincinnati because I'm surely you'll lose your money. You'll blame it Please on us. Bet Cincinnati. Please, for me, bet Cincinnati. Okay, yeah. well, it, you know what? It's going to be a fade Westman 2022 year, and we're going to start it off with a little college football. We're going to end 2020, 2021 with a little college football semifinal, uh, Alabama and Georgia money line. And you know what's going to be one of those fade Westy and Brisson 2022, which is something we look forward to. 
Now, we mentioned earlier in the show, we have uh, our other big screen sports member, Mr. Eric Sabrowski, the pitching coming. Couldn't make the show tonight. He's got some family things. He's going. Obviously, it's holiday time. Yes, the, he is engaged. Let's contact. Great job. Sabrowski, we knew you could do it. You know, uh, he told me too. He texted me the other day, hilarious, because it's how it works. Uh, I said, hey, we're thinking of recording on Thursday. It is Thursday right now. Uh, I said, hey, we're recording Thursday. What are you thinking? Can you make it? He said, well, he said, the wife's been sick the last few days. I'm not sure if I can make it. My reply was, isn't it funny how you put a ring on them and they just start falling apart? Question mark. So obviously the uh, telltale sign of marriage, when you put a ring on them, ladies, you start falling apart. Didn't take long for our man Sprowski to figure that one out the hard way, but uh, we wish him well. He will be back in the new year with us. Uh, I asked him to give us his college football semifinal predictions. He also gave us his college football final predictions because that's the, he is a man of the people and he gives everything to us. Uh, he has Bama by a gazillion in brackets, as much as I hate to say it with a crying face, 49 to 14. So obviously fading Westman and Brisson right off the bat. And he also has a fucking incredible bet here. Georgia walk-off field goal, 21 to 20 against Michigan. Uh, we're hoping that Sabrowski may be right on one of those two. I'm sure it's not the Georgia one, but it's probably the Alabama one. He has a Bama-Georgia rematch. Bama's going to beat Georgia in the college football national championship, 42 to 24. Boys, any thoughts on that right out the gate before we get on to uh, the other man in our world? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, that seems like the reasonable thing to do. It would be to pick Bama and Georgia to win. You probably have to parlay those two fuckers together to get even reasonable odds. But yeah, I mean, if you want to you live your life, like like probably a sane person then that's that's probably the bets that you should place yeah those are those are definitely two i like the walk off field goal that's intense little night game you know like a little eight o'clock finish a little walk off field goal the classic walk off field goal too where it takes five and a half minutes of a real time to finally kick that field goal based on a freezing timeout and using other timeouts as well but uh we're going to get into the big screen sports college football insider the resident Mr. Scotty Big Street, he is the college football man. Uh, I asked him earlier before today to send us a short clip that we were going to add in here, but unfortunately he couldn't do it. He had family things going on, makes sense. So he texted me. It was one of those, have you boys with the new update, have you ever seen where somebody texts you so many times that it says, do you want to turn off notifications of this text? Yes, absolutely. I always do that for Westy's text messages. I, I, I checked. I checked, it said, it was six text messages from Scotty Big Screen, and it said, do you want to mute this conversation? I said, absolutely not, and he kept firing them in. He sent eight. So uh, four of them were talking about how he botched the recording. Not important for you guys. He wants the people to know he's taken Bama minus 13 and a half and Michigan plus seven and a half. That's exactly what I was going to pick, so that makes me more scared. Uh, he also has the Bama and Cincy over 57 and a half. Is that what we had? Westy was 57 and a half or the number, did the line move? 57 even. Oh, I don't know. Should we give him 57 and a half? Make him work for that extra point? Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, it's in writing too, so I have it here. Uh, his exact words for the Bama-Cincinnati game. Cincy is going to get smacked around. Bama has a number six total offense in the nation and sliced through Georgia's defense like they were a Pop Warner team. Westy, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's the reasonable bet. Reasonable bet. Why would you want to bet against Nick Saban? He's the greatest coach. I've already said it. But those are the bets minus 13 and a half that can hurt you. 
You take minus three and a half. They had to win by two touchdowns. Yeah, that a pick six could royally fuck you there. Like, that's the thing. Is a pick six, fumble six, two turnovers in bad situations when you're in the red zone? And this is – like, that's a lot of points. There's, and this, this and is high. Sorry. It's a high over, too. So, like, there has to be points scored here. It's just figuring out who the fuck is going to score them. And, frankly, I think that I'd take the under and plus 13 and a half for Cincy. And I send by this as a sports gambler. Like, when you see a team minus 13 and a half, whether it's college football or not, obviously NFL has a few occasions, like this week coming up, where there's 10, po- 10 or sorry, double-digit uh, favorites going into a game. Too many points. I just – Bama minus 13 and a half. It's still a lot of points. Cincinnati hasn't getting the respect. I do truly believe as a gambler, as a sports gambler, that taking an under uh, an underdog money line like Cincinnati in the spot is much more profitable and enjoyable than taking a Bama minus 13 and a half because if Bama wins by 10, it breaks your heart. They win the game, but they don't be, win your bet. But if Cincinnati loses, but they lose by a field goal, you're like, fuck, I was so close to paying that out. Bama, what do you make, like, fucking $4 on a $10 bet? Like, you ain't making much on 13 and a half. It's a lot of points to fucking work towards. So, I, I, I like the Cincinnati money line here. It's it's, it's not going to happen, but it's more fun to bet on, especially if we're not college football guys. The other one he has, too, about Michigan and Georgia, his exact quote, or exact text, sorry. And Michigan is going to surprise people. Odds makers are disrespecting the fuck out of them. They're 11-2 and two against the spread, and they're a top 20 team on both sides of the ball, yet are still seven and a half point underdogs to a Georgia team I believe is overrated. Rasan, do you believe this Georgia team is overrated, whether you're a college football guy or not? I so I will say that I've watched Michigan more this year than any other college football team, just because it's the only team that appears to be on fucking TV in Canada. But the website I'm looking at right now, they have nine of their experts. So why do you need nine college football experts? Like suck my cock. There's four teams. You got twice as many, more than twice as many experts and there are fucking teams left in the college football playoff, but that's a different conversation. And so against the spread, eight of the nine took Michigan straight up. Six of the nine took Michigan and Michigan is plus 240 on that money line. So I don't know. That one's looking, that one's looking juicy. It's like a big bedonk, just like Westy likes. Westman, I see you scratching your head up there. Racking around that big brain of yours. What do you got thinking right now? Give it to us. You know, I've not watched a single game of Georgia or Michigan, so I'm just going to sit back and watch. I'm probably going to take the over because who doesn't like hitting the over on 45s, right? Uh, like Michigan, what the, a couple weeks ago they played Ohio State. Made Jim Harbaugh. Is it Jim or John? In Michigan, I always get these two. Uh, it's Jim. Jim. All right. Jim, <laughs> he's going to come out with a good defense. I don't know. Georgia from Georgia. I don't know, man. These teams just go back and forth. I think you take Michigan plus 240 and you just roll the dice. Maybe parlay Cincinnati and Michigan. All right, I'll, Wesley, I'll give you this on. one as a non-college football guy because this is what 80% of our listeners are probably thinking they're not college football people either. Of the four uniforms, what is one uniform you'd be okay repping if somebody delivered it? If Santa came to your house and had a choice of four college football jerseys. Cincinnati Bearcats. You're, th- you're thinking Bearcats. You like the black. Give me a Desmond Ritter jersey, and I'll wear that shit around. Okay. We're, so we got – so Westman next year. Uh, after this game – after this episode's released, after the Bearcats lose in horrible fashion or 
disgusting fashion. Uh, there will be a Cincinnati Bearcats. What was the name? Desmond. Say it again. Ritter. Desmond Ritter jersey on his under his fucking tree because you know Mama Westman hasn't taken down that fucking tree yet. It'll be a nice Bearcat jersey for you. I want you to know that. All right, pal. Roll Bearcats. Roll Bearcats. Awesome. Anything else, guys, before we wrap up college football talk? I don't think I got anything else, man. I don't watch a lot of college football. I know Michigan's got some pretty fire jerseys, you know. It's just tough to watch college football in Canada unless you have TV. Like, I don't. Otherwise, you're just flicking through illegal streams. They need a fucking red zone for college football. Is that a thing? You don't have TV? No, I just have I have Wi-Fi and illegal streams, man. Get off my back. They're going to catch right. you. Don't worry, I'll text you your updates. Even though you have your notifications on Deliver Quietly, I'll still text you updates. Perfect. Awesome. All right, well, that's college football playoff talk. Make sure you go follow Big Screen Sports on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Twitter's at Big Screen Sports with no S. Go check it out. If you got any college football playoff talks, we've heard from a few people on the show recently. We're back. Filter Not Included podcast is back better than ever coming into the new year. Give us your takes on what's going to happen or what did happen and tell us how bad our takes were if you listen to the show uh, on Friday before the games and tell us how bad we are. We're going to work towards it next year. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next time.